What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Long Shots, the world's number one rated golf betting show here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. I'm Brady Cannon, along with Wes Reynolds, as it's Rocket Mortgage Classic Week in Detroit, Michigan. But first, let's take a look back at the Travelers Championship. What a finish it was in Cromwell, Connecticut on Sunday as Harris English makes a birdie on the eighth playoff hole to beat Kramer Hickok and win the Travelers Championship. It was the second win for English of the season, and he now ascends to the 12th-ranked player in the world. He cashes a 35-to-1 ticket. Unfortunately, not for us, but Wes, he did so for many of our friends in the golf betting community. Yeah, he did, and now two wins on the year for Harris English, 12th in the world, as you mentioned. Also, Getting in line for maybe a Ryder Cup selection. I think that moves him up to eighth in points. So that wouldn't qualify him, I don't believe, but it would get him very close. And look, he was making a lot of clutch par putts uh, to really save, as was Kramer Hickok, who was going for his first PGA Tour win. So that's the best finish of Kramer Hickok's career as well. Even though if you watch that telecast, it seemed to be more about his buddy Jordan Spieth and his other buddy Sam Burns. It's like, hey, let's tell Kramer Hickok's story, not Jordan Spieth's story. But nevertheless, Harris English gets the win. Top five rounded out by Mark Leishman, Abraham Answer, Kevin Kisner, Brooks Kepka, Hank Lebiota, Brian Harmon, and Bryce Garnett. Uh, the latter guys were tied for fifth, but really one of the stories, not to bury the lead here, we did have one in the running, and that was me. That was Bubba Watson at 50-1. to one. He was the odds-on favorite with six holes to play as we were monitoring this while we were doing the green zone on Sunday. So Bubba Watson bogeys and then gets to a tie for the lead. Here was Bubba Watson's finish on Sunday. It was a miserable 45 to 60 minutes for yours truly on the air on Sunday. Bogey, bogey, double bogey, bogey, bogey finish. So six 
over for his last five holes, Bubba Watson. And this is a guy that you really didn't think this was going to happen to, considering he's won three times at this course at TPC River Highlands for the Travelers Championship. So six over the last five holes finishes a disappointing tie for 19th. So an absolutely uh, miserable finish for Bubba Watson, but Harris English gets the win and obviously the highest of his career in terms of his ranking. A couple other golf results I do want to get to. Victor Hovland is the favorite, wins the BMW International Open over in Germany at 13-2 by two over Martin Keimer, who shot a 64 on Sunday and was hard charging, but Hovland hangs on. Steve Stricker, another chalk, wins the Bridgestone Senior Players Championship by six shots over Jerry Kelly. Those were the two only players under par. So Stricker at four to one wins his third PGA Tour Champions Major. And Nellie Corda wins at 15 to one, wins the KPMG Women's PGA by three over Lizette Salas. That is her first LPGA Major. Of course, her father, Petter Corda, a former Australian Open champion on the tennis side, and her younger brother, Sebastian, won the juniors title at Wimbledon a couple years ago. And then plus Jessica has won several events on the LPGA Tour. Both of those Cordas, by the way, are going to join Danielle Kang and Lexi Thompson to represent Team USA for the Olympic Games, as was announced yesterday. Fairly athletic family, the court. Yes. Yeah, yes, they're doing shabby. very well. <laughs> Reminds me of the McCaffreys, just up and down the ancestry there. Uh, all kinds of athletes, world-class athletes. I tell you what, though, I think the Travelers turned out to be a great event, Wes. We thought it was going to be a birdie fest, and it started out that way with seven under par as your leader after the first round, but the winning score ends up being just 13 under par and I thought this tournament really showed itself well and you look at the field we had over 50 players that made their way over all the way from Torrey Pines on the other side of the country to play in this tournament and I think we're set up for another tournament to watch out for next year on the schedule in the Travelers Championship because you've got the U.S. Open at the Country Club in Brookline, Massachusetts only about two hours away from Cromwell, Connecticut. I think this is going to be another really good event with a very good field mm, in 2022. Absolutely and one of the things I was seeing on social media because it looks ridiculous when you look at the scores, these statements, but it was like TPC River Highlands is a sneaky hard course. Yeah, yeah, it's a course where you can shoot 62 like Jason Day did on Friday. Kevin Kisner is 63 on Sunday, but this is a course where you can also get in big time trouble as Bubba Watson, unfortunately, proved that statement to be right for yours truly and the Long Shots crew in general. Yeah, the Long Shots crew, the streak came to an end of four straight outright winners in a row. Of course, we had Jason Kokrak, Patrick Cantley, Garrick Higo, and John Rahm at the U.S. Open. And then Bubba Watson absolutely in position to get us a fifth win on Sunday at the Travelers Championship. And he ends up going six over par for his final five holes. This is Long Shots, the world's number one rated golf betting show here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you recapping the Travelers Championship and now looking forward to the Rocket Mortgage Classic and it's time to bring in our guest. It is Johnny D. Simone. He is a professional sports better and golf handicapper. You can follow him on Twitter at three holes in one. Johnny, thank you so much as always for joining us on the program. A repeat offender you are as you've been a long shots guest with us in the past. We like to bring you in for the Rocket Mortgage Classic, not too far from your home there in Detroit, Michigan. Of course, the Detroit Golf Club. It is a Donald Ross design. Tell us about the golf course and what kind of player do you think, Johnny, it is going to cater to this week. Brady West, thanks for having me on. It's good catching up with you guys. And 
Yes, uh, Brady, it is a Donald Ross design, uh, which sports many attributes that made Ross very well known, including uh, his tree-lined fairways and multi-tiered undulated greens. Uh, the greens are a, a POA bent mix, uh, which measure a, a, you know, a little on the smaller side, and they'll probably have them running around 12 on the spit meter. And we have seen, we, we have been hit with a lot of rain and with more rain in the forecast. So look for a softer course and receptive greens this week. Um, the rough uh, suggests to be around four and a half inches like last year. And it's, it is a par 72 measuring over 7,300 yards. And according to the PGA, it is the flattest course on tour. And one of the changes they made uh, this year, Brady, was they added 40 yards to hole number 12 by moving the tee boxes. And what the players were doing on this hole was there was a bunker on the right side of the fairway, and the players would just aim at the bunker and just draw off of it, or they would just drive right over it. And now this year with the change, the bunker comes into play. So there'll be more thinking off the tee than the, than the last couple of years. And and the players I feel, you know, that, that it caters to is you don't really need to be a specialist in any real area. Just, just look at the leaderboards the last two years that we have, and you have a great mix of all kinds of golfers. Uh, this course does play very easy for the players. Uh, there is little resistance off the tee. Uh, the driving distance is 16 yards longer here than the tour average. The fairways are very easy to hit, and the players are uh, reach the greens here in regulation 73% of the time compared to the 65% tour average. And over 50% of approaches come from inside 150 yards versus the tour average of only 39%. So what we have is more golfers will be playing from the fairways this week and also hitting the greens more in regulation than your average tour stop. And if you look at the last two winners and Nate Lashley, who gained almost 10 strokes putting and Brian uh, Bryson last year gaining uh, eight strokes in putting. So in the limited data we have, you would need to gain at least four and a half strokes in putting to be in contention this week. So I'm putting more of a premium in putting this week than I would usually do in other events. And distance off the tee obviously helps wherever you play and ball striking with the irons is always a key stat to look for. But for this week where the premium ball strikers usually have an advantage, I don't think guys so much this week. It will bring more golfers into play this week as it isn't very difficult to hit these greens. Um, like in a tougher environment where these golfers would have to rely on getting up and down for par, they are now facing birdie opportunities with their putters alongside the elite ball strikers. And Brady, to Johnny's point that he just mentioned, in terms of being able to hit these greens, usually every week, almost week in and week out, I'm looking at strokes gained approach when I'm doing kind of my own personal model. I didn't really pay attention to it that much this week. I still think greens and regulation gained are important, but I think off the tee, even though you don't have to be a bomber, is going to be a little bit more important, I think, this week maybe necessarily than approach. So, Johnny, you mentioned about the limited data we have here because we've only had two Rocket Morge Classics here at Detroit at Golf Club. So did when you're looking at more data, it's like, well, I don't know if I have enough to draw any conclusions with just two events here. Did you look a little bit more at some other Donald Ross courses, or do you think that they have a correlation here, whether it be Wyndham, uh, which which Sedgefield is the host of the Wyndham Championship, or at East Lake mm -hmm. in Atlanta? Those are Donald Ross courses that are pretty much played on the tour every single year. So did you choose to go that route? I did. I did, Wes. I did play a uh, golfer uh, who has a great history at the Wyndham, 
and that golfer is Webb Simpson. Um, it was there that he got his first win uh, in his home state. He also had a second, a third. Um, uh, he likes the course so much that he named one of his five kids Wyndham. I mean, uh, he <laughs> mm-hmm. was also Webb was also Webb was also saying is he's I've always loved a Donald Ross design. Um, he shared the 36 hole lead in Detroit last year, in which he finished eighth. Um, he gained 1.9 strokes off the tee, uh, 4.6 strokes on approach. Uh, he's a great putter. He's he's good from 125 to 150 yards proximity. Good wedge player. Good on par fives. He makes tons of birdies. Uh, he has three top tens in, in 2021 in only 10 events played. Um, so when the when, when, when more markets open up today and tomorrow, I will add him to top tens and and have them in multiple matchups also. Um, Webb Simpson de- definitely fits the profile I'm looking for this week. All right, Johnny, uh, how about Bryson DeChambeau? He's your defending champion, and his form has been a little bit hot and cold. Of course, he had the lead for a minute on the back nine on Sunday at the United States Open, uh, finished uh, just outside of the top 20 after he completely unraveled uh, on the back nine there in San Diego. So, I mean, he really hasn't been firing on all cylinders for a while now, but can he simply just dominate against this weaker field this week? Absolutely. He came, he came into this event last year, uh, Brady, with uh, six straight top finish, top 10 finishes. Uh, he overpowered the course, averaging 350 yards in driving distance. And he obviously rode a hot putter as the 6-1 betting favorite in beating Matthew Wolf by three shots. Um, I mentioned how easy this course plays. Uh, this course has four par fives and four par fours inside 400 yards. So... That's eight holes where Bryson should be either chipping his approaches or be on the green putting for eagle. Um, he led the field in strokes gain off the tee and strokes gain putting last year. So he is definitely in play this week also. Yeah, and to Johnny's point, by the way, when I was looking at strokes gained off the tee, there is a wide advantage with Bryson DeChambeau over the rest of the field. If you look at the last 24 rounds, he's gained 26.1 shots off the tee. I think Cam Champ, who's another bomber, is second at 18.8. So the justifiable favorite, obviously, is Bryson DeChambeau. Obviously hard to bet here at 7-2. to I think he was 6-1 to last year. But this is where Brady and John, you remember, he created that bomb and gouge strategy. Oh, that, yeah. of course, won the U.S. Open at Wingfoot last September. So certainly he can go very well here. It's just, do you want to take that short of a price? But he is the justifiable favorite. So, John, let me ask you about another player, and that's Mr. Rocket Mortgage himself, Ricky Fowler. I used him on my card last week. Wasn't my top play, but I used him at the Travelers last week. Got off to a decent start, but then proceeded to miss the cut. A bad Friday round, but it seemed like we had seen a little bit of life out of Ricky Fowler, even though he didn't play the U.S. Open, but coming in, had a couple really good finishes, was 8th at the PGA, was 11th at the Memorial, so I bought in, probably bought in a little bit prematurely of the fact that he missed the cut. Now, he is Mr. Rocket Mortgage, but I don't know how how many spectators are going to be on the course. So I don't know how many sponsor obligations he is going to have. What do you make of Ricky Fowler's chances this week? Do you think his game is on the way back or does he still have a long way to go? Yeah, well, I, I, I don't mind playing Ricky uh, this week in some matchups uh, in top twenties and a little in the outright. Also, um, he did miss the cut last week and, and he has played better of late. Like you said, he, 
tied for eighth at the PGA, and he was 11th at the Memorial. Uh, both very good quality fields also. Uh, he was over eight strokes combined in putting over the field in those two events in, in the quality field. Um, he, he was a world-class putter not long ago, so that can definitely spike again this week. He did miss, he did miss by one shot in, in the U.S. Open qualifier, and, you know, I think finishing in a, in a tie for 12th here last year, it, it might have made his play a bit more this week. So I do think he might be in contention this week. So he's some, someone to, uh, to look at. All right, Johnny, now you uh, tipped us already on Webb Simpson. I'm not sure if you said you're going to go to the well with Bryson DeChambeau uh, also, but who are you on to win it outright this week at the Rocket Mortgage Classic? Uh, another player uh, I played in the outright. Um, I like Kevin Kisner this week. Uh, here's a player you probably, you know, you wouldn't want to back um, him in a, in a tough course set up like a U.S. Open type, you know, which plays long off the tee and, and the rough can be so penal. But this week, I like his chances. Just last week at the Travelers, where he finished in a tie for fifth on Sunday, he gained 5.21 strokes putting, which was the best for the day. And he ended up finishing third for the week in strokes gained putting at the Travelers. Um, he has performed really well at Donald Ross courses, specifically at the Wyndham and the Tour Championship. And at the Rocket Mortgage Classic, he has good course form here, making the cut both years and finishing third last year. Um, another player, you know, let's we'll look further down the board a little bit, uh, I'm interested in is uh, a player named Mark Hubbard at 125 to 1. Uh, here's a player I will look to play in, in the outright, uh, the top 20s, and some matchups also. Uh, he's coming in, he's playing fairly decent, coming in, making five consecutive cuts. He made a good showing last week at the Travelers, finishing in a tie for 13. He's a good putter, and he ranks, uh, he ranks 151 in the FedEx Cup, so he needs to take advantage of these types of courses uh, he'll be playing at this week to, to further his qualifying in the FedEx Cup standings. So he did finish in a tie for 12th here last year, and I look for another week similar to that. And, uh, John, you made your point about Kevin Kisner. He was one I considered this week. He's been very effusive, I think, over the years in his praise of this course because there's a lot of ways you can play it, and he's a little bit of a shorter hitter, so not necessarily needing to be a bomber here to succeed despite what we saw to Bryson last year. But, Johnny, you mentioned some of the guys you were on. Anybody that you're not really liking this week, maybe somebody you're looking to fade in matchups or somebody you're definitely wanting to stay away from in the outright market? Yeah, um, I'm on the Bubba fade this week. Mm. Um, he did go six over par in the last five holes uh, last week in which he was a leader at a course he, he has dominated. Uh, he even said that he's vomited all over himself with his play last week. Um, he hasn't played well here in Detroit, not making uh, the cut in weaker fields. Um, he can't putt for the life of him, and, and I'm looking at guys who can putt this week. So I just don't trust where his mind is, is at at where his mind is at at the moment. And it may be another short visit in Detroit for Bubba. So we'll see with him. Um, another guy I'm not very high on this week is Keegan Bradley. He's coming to Detroit off a couple missed cuts. And as I mentioned, I'm, I'm putting more of an emphasis on putting this weekend. Keegan can putt, plain and simple. Uh, players that reach the greens and regulation here 73% of the time. So Keegan can bomb it off the tee all he wants this week, but when he gets on the greens and regulation against someone who can putt, he has no chance. So I, I look to play, play against him in some matchups where 
golfers that excel in putting and probably a couple more other golfers I'm looking to uh, fade in matchups are uh, Jason Day and, and, uh, and last week, uh, Kramer Hickok. You know, with Day, you just, you just never know what's his back. I mean, you saw him mm-hmm. struggle at the Travelers. You know, you saw him at, you know, last week at the Travelers. And, and if he starts poorly in Detroit, you know, he can very well just, just withdraw the event altogether. So, and, you know, with Hickok, I mean, what can you say about this kid, you know, after the week that he had last week at the Travelers? I mean, I think he may be a little fatigued this week and, and a little flag coming in this week too. So he's another player I'm looking to probably save this week also. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense with Hickok ascending to such heights last week in Cromwell, Connecticut. Bubba's a tough one to figure out here at this course. Like you say, Johnny, been here twice and missed two cuts, has not had any success here in Detroit. We'll see if that continues this year. John, we are just two weeks away from the British Open at Royal St. George's in England. And is there anybody that you're already on, anybody that you've bet for the Open Championship already, or anybody maybe that you're considering here as we get ever closer to the season? Season's final major championship. Yeah, so so this is a this is the one major Brady. I, I like to, to see what the weather will be. Uh, I'm looking to back, you know, like the the Louis Oosthuizens of the world, the Tommy Fleetwoods, Sergio Garcias, guys like that. Um, I'll have like a mixture of Europeans and international players, and it's just it's just one of the few tournaments these players play in that that can just be so unpredictable. Uh, you know, on the PGA Tour, these guys play, you know, and for the most part in warm weather, you know, not crazy winds, week in and week out. And so, you know, I, I will I will watch the Scottish Open next week and, and, and we'll definitely fire away after that. So I'll just wait and see. All right. Well, very good, my friend. Thank you, as always, for joining us and enjoy the Rocket Mortgage, Johnny. Thank you, guys. Good catching up with you guys. Thanks, John. All right. That is John D. Simone, professional better and golf handicapper. And uh, interesting about what he was talking about with uh, Keegan Bradley, Bubba Watson, and the guys he was looking to fade this week. He was really going putter heavy. And, mm-hmm. and I think it makes a lot of sense. And that's what they kind of say about a birdie fest, that it becomes a putting contest. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And and the last two winners. Now, it's kind of the toughest thing to handicap and sure, predict as is. well because it, it has so much variance. But it's really hot putters as he mentioned look hit greens stay in the fairways as much as you can and you I mean the two winning scores here are 23 under and 25 under so you would expect 20 under to be the same so uh good to hear from Johnny hopefully he and his wife Jody can get down here into the states I know they've been stuck north of the border due to the obvious restrictions so hopefully we see him out here real soon yeah he's usually a frequent guest here at the South Point Uh, I imagine uh, he'll be around not before too long get to see Johnny and Jody here again and thank you again for him joining us on long shots for the rocket mortgage breakdown we'll be back and talking irish open as we go across the pond next year on long shots If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if you, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Long Shots here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. It's time to go across the pond. Another good event on the European Tour this week. The Irish Open at Mount Juliet in Kilkenny, Ireland. And a pretty darn good field. Obviously, heavy influenced by Irishman West. But one of those Irishmen that's going to be here is Rory McIlroy. Yeah, he is back. Uh, did not play the last two years because one year, of course, he was having a child with his mm-hmm. wife. And then last year, it got moved because of COVID. It was supposed to be at Mount Juliet. It ended up being at Galgorm Castle. And it got postponed until the falls port of the European tour season, but you mentioned McElroy back. His foundation used to be the host of this event for several years, and McElroy is the short favorite, 11 to 2, 9 to 2, depending on which market you shop at. So, Short favorite. He won this event at the K Club in 2016. This Irish Open is played at a different course pretty much every single year. So it's tough to really consider like event form because it's not at the same course. Uh, Shane Lowry also in this event is a short price at about 12 to 1. He actually won this event as an amateur at County Louth in 2009, right before he turned pro. Also at the top of the market, Tommy Fleetwood, Christian Bezadenhout, uh, Martin Keimer, who was second last week in Germany to Victor. 
Victor Hovland. Robert McIntyre, who, oh, by the way, this just broke this morning, he is withdrawing from this oh. event because of COVID protocol. So we oh. are getting oh. some shortened thing because I had McIntyre in my column. I was looking at him. I was like, well, wait a minute. He's out of the tournament. So defending champion here, by the way, is John Catlin. Not necessarily here, but this event. He did win against a watered down field last September, and he won at Galgorm Castle. He is about 100 to 1. Maybe has drifted a little bit since the Robert McIntyre news. So a lot of the players obviously will have their prices drift. Catlin has won three European Tour events though in the past 10 months uh john rom uh, has won this event a couple times he is not in the field though this week uh i'm not sure if we're going to see him at scotland or the next time we might see him is at royal st george for the open championship but nevertheless we found a few a few guys to play this week by the way this is a jack nicholas design yeah. here at mount juliet they him say and, it's kind of american him and ron kirby this is not a Lynx course if you're expecting Lynx golf this is more of a parklands very American-looking design here in Kilkenny, Ireland. So, guys, we have this week Sam Horsfield, 25-1. to 1. He was T5 last week in Germany. He had a 77 on Friday, 5 over par in his second round last week, and still was able to finish tied for fifth. Uh, I know you like Mr. Horsfield, a Florida sure. Gator, much like your son. Uh, rates first on the European Tour for putts per green in regulation, first in sand saves, fourth in overall strokes gain, fifth on approach, seventh tee to green, 11th in GIR has not won yet this year, but did win a couple times last year. And I like Horsfield at 25 to one. I also like another Englishman that tied for fifth last week in Germany. That being Andy Sullivan, mm -hmm. who you remember earned his win last summer at Hanbury Manor for the English championship. That was his first win in about five years on the European tour. Hanbury Manor actually was designed by Jack Nicholas, the ah, second Jack's son. So does have a resemblance to Mount Juliet. So Andy Sullivan, 35 to one, Lori Cantor, 40 to one, went well at this event last fall at Galgorm Castle, tied for 14th. It is a little bit of a wider, more open course. So I think that's going to benefit his game off the tee even more. He's fifth on the European tour and off the tee, sixth in green in regulation, 11th in tee to green. Callum Hill, a Scotsman, we are going to put on here at 66 to one, four top tens this season, third on the European tour scoring average. So he's got a bet a couple times this year, has, has, has had some success, just hasn't gotten that win. Adrian Otegi, a Spaniard, 80 to one. Last week's performance where he only finished T29, but he was top 10 in the field in approach and T to green. Recall two weeks ago, he was runner-up at the Scandinavian mixed event that Henrik Stenson yes. and Annika Sorenstam host. He hit about 81% of his greens. So this is a guy really hitting the ball late, and this is a pretty big price on him. Eddie Pepperell, half Englishman, half Irishman, 80 to 1. Always a solid record in this event. Top 10 at the K Club, top 5 at Royal County Down in Lahinch, which is also hosted at this event. Pepperell is one of these guys looking to get into the open championship that's not in yet. And he's been in this position a couple times where he has had to play really well either here or at the Scottish Open to get into that open championship and has done so on a couple occasions. Maybe can do it again here at 80 to 1. Last guy for you at the break, Connor Simon, other Scotsman, 150 to 1. Consistently inconsistent is the theme for Connor Simon. He's missed six cuts in 11 events, but the five cuts he's made, he's been in the top 24 times and been in the top five twice. So a very big price on Connor Simon at 150 to 1. I'd love to see you hit Eddie Pepperell because he's always entertaining. And he's I'd certainly like one of the most fun 
fun guys on Twitter, and he's not shy about his opinion. <laughs> so hopefully he can get into the Open Championship. More Eddie Pepperell is just fine with me. And like Johnny D. Simone said, he's going to be watching the Irish Open and the Scottish Open the next couple weeks as he gets involved in the British Open. Possible indicators there on the European Tour. So keep an eye out for both the Irish and the Scottish coming up. We're coming back with major implications right here on Long Shots. just 16 days away from the final major championship of the golf season, the British Open, the Open Championship, whatever you want to call it, it will be played at Royal St. George's in England and past winners of this event at this course include Darren Clark, Ben Curtis, Greg Norman, and Sandy Lyle. And we have a little game we want to play here. It's time to play Who's the Play? These odds are courtesy of our friends over at DraftKings and we'll look at a few different markets here. We'll start with the top tier, tier number one, and these are players whose odds are at 20 to 1 or less. John Rahm at the top of the market in the neighborhood of 9 or 10 to 1. Dustin Johnson and Rory McIlroy at 11 to 1. Kepka and Spieth, Bryson DeChambeau and Xander Shoffley rounding out the tier there at 20 to 1. Anybody in this tier, uh, Wes, would be your play. Well, I don't have one that stands out, but I can start with that favorite in John Rahm. Keep in mind, he has never had a top 10 in the Open Championship. Mm. And now you have a guy that's gotten his major, and sometimes it takes a couple more majors where it's like, oh, man, I or got my few, first like one. like in Sergio's case. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, and it did that for Dustin Johnson, certainly, for a little while, where it's like, I got my major okay, I've got that monkey off my back. Now I can breathe a little bit. So sometimes guys don't immediately have that fire and that urgency where it's like, okay, I got one. Now I'm going to get another one and then another one and then another one. Certainly the desire is there mentally and the heart is there, but oftentimes the execution is not. So John Rahm certainly won't be for me. Dustin Johnson, he is not in very good form either. So if I were looking on this list, I would narrow it down to two. I know people like Xander Schauffele because he's been so close and he had another top 10 yet again but the two that stood out to me are the guys in the middle obviously Rory who I think look he is going to play the Irish Open at least to uh, try to get at least some form going in he's also in the field in the Scottish next week by the okay. way John yeah. Rahm Rory Xander Colin Marikawa Justin Thomas we are loaded at the top of that field for the Aberdeen Scottish Investments uh, Scottish Open next week so a very good field nice to see a lot of Americans play that event but the two I would be looking at are Rory and also Brooks Kapka. Brooks Kapka, second time he was in contention in a row at a major kind of fell off a little bit on Sunday, but did rally for a top five. So, you know, Brooks Kepka 
Uh, I mean, he's getting back to where it's like, okay, in majors, man, this guy raises his game and just absolutely raises the bar. And he's been knocking on the door the last couple times. So you got to think at some point he's going to kick it in. Certainly the desire is there to do so. Uh, and he actually has a decent record at the Open Championship. T10 in 2015, T6 in 2017, also was T4 back in 2019. So keep in mind, this is a guy that started his professional career on the European yes, tour. Good point. And a lot of people forget about that because that seems like, you know, decades ago almost. But Kepka and McElroy of that top tier would be who I'd be looking at. Well, we share one. I went with Kepka as well, but I also like Jordan Spieth. You look at his recent record at the British Open, and it is fantastic. Of course, he has a win in 2017. And in Lynx Golf, you can hit it all over the place, so he doesn't have to be the most accurate off the tee here. We know the irons are good, and we know nobody when nobody gets hotter with the putter than Jordan Spieth. So. You know, I think he's, he's taken very much a liking to Lynx Golf because there's a lot of bailout spots for him. And as far as Kepka, I was really triggered by that top five finish at the Travelers. This guy is obviously in good form. That came right after another very good U.S. Open for Brooks Kepka. Tier number two, these are guys in the neighborhood of 20 to 40 to one. Justin Thomas, Victor Hovland, fresh off of a win across the pond. Colin Morikawa, Louis Ustazen, his odds have really been cut after he nearly got the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. Patrick Cantley, Terrell Hatton, and uh, Paul Casey, and Tony Finau. Anybody also, even further, Tommy Fleetwood, Matsuyama, Shane Lowry, anybody there that uh, you think is the play? A couple I would be looking at here, and obviously Ustazen's price has been cut so much that I can't play him at 25-1. to 1. I mean, we always love those 50-1s to ones and yeah. those 66-1s to ones on Louis Ustazen because they can pay off either with a win or at least with an each-way place if you have that available to you. But at 25-1, to 1, I just think that's a little short despite what he's done in his last two majors. Uh, guy I'd be looking at, now we're kind of looking at one of those veterans, like when you're looking at best player never to win a major, obviously John Rahm I think was the top of that list sure. and now he is off that list this is the u.s open if you look at long term for a career paul casey's done about everything but win a major and this would be kind of the culmination of his career if he can go ahead and get this done he's back to a top 20 player in the world he's winning consistently again he won this year actually earlier for me at the dubai desert classic so he's playing a lot more consistent golf so paul casey at 40 to 1 i think is going to bear some interest here do I go back again to Tony Fee now? I need him to drift up a little bit more. He obviously disappointed at the U.S. Open, but if you take that out, he's been top 10 in all these majors as of late and even some top five. So, you know, or do I treat him like I treat Ricky Fowler now where it's like, man, I can't just keep betting him every time. I got to try to see if I can pick my spots a little bit. So maybe I try to do that with Tony Fee now. But probably what inevitably happens, Brady, is I talk myself into betting him again if I can find a decent enough price, especially at Circus Sports. If uh, if Jeff Davis and those guys have given up on him, too, and maybe push him up there to about 50 or 60 to one, then I'll take my shot. Well, this market was a little bit difficult for me. I couldn't find anybody I was really in love with there. And I'm I'm completely with you on Louis Eustazen. He was one of the first guys I looked at on Sunday night after the U.S. Open to see what his price was. He was at 35. He was immediately down to 30 and now here uh, at DraftKings at 25 to 1. So I'm not going to get involved there. 
I think Patrick Reed is very interesting, and we hear a lot of people say this. He continues to get disrespected in the market. Mm-hmm. At 40 to 1, Patrick Reed, I think, is not a bad bet, no matter what tournament. He you're is at. never a statistical darling because True. he is never a guy that's very great off the tee. He doesn't have these great approach numbers that, like, Justin Thomas or Colin Morikawa. Good who stats are around at the, the greens. top. Yeah, but but as, as Tiger, I think, once said, he goes, the guy makes everything. It's unbelievable. How, how this guy does it. It seems like everything is going in. It's like he can't make that putt or he can't chip that from there. And he certainly does. So I wouldn't, I would never ignore Patrick Reed because you never really get him at a small price. You always get him, I think, at a pretty fair and square price. Yeah. One of the best short games, if not the very best in the world, is Patrick Reed. Certainly can putt and chip. Now, another angle I was looking at in this particular market um, Paul Casey, Terrell Hatton, Tommy Fleetwood. I don't know if any Englishmen are going to make my card this week or for the week of the British Open, West, because it's in England. And we know that pressure is so hard for those guys. And Justin we also Rose. know that the price is taxed in already because a lot of betters, I think, see European guys and think, hey, we need to go all European on our card. Well, there's a lot of Americans that have won this thing, too. Yeah, and specifically England playing on their home turf. All eyes are going to be on top of them. That's going to be a really a lot of pressure to shoulder there. I don't know if I'm going to land on any Englishman for the British Open. We'll see who we landed on for the Rocket Mortgage Classic coming up next in the match play segment right here on Long Shots. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. 
I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Long Shots, the world's number one golf-rated betting show. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. And it's time to get to our plays for the Rocket Mortgage Classic, the match play segment. And we always start with our colleague, Matt Humans. And I believe maybe Mr. Humans uh, spoke with Johnny D. Simone. Uh, of course, uh, we're all good friends with Johnny, and they have landed on one of the same players here, that being Webb Simpson. And, of course, Johnny pointed it out. There's really no better Don. Donald Ross specialist, mm-hmm. maybe in the world, then Webb Simpson. Jason Day could make a case for that. but uh, And Kevin Kistner, another guy that both Johnny Simone and Matt Eumanns have landed on. Both play these types of designs very, very well, specifically for Simpson at the Wyndham Championship. Eumanns on him at 21-1 to 1 and Kevin Kistner at 35-1. to 1. And then going back to the well with Joaquin Neiman, he was a guy I believe all three of us were on last week at the Travelers. And he never really fired, Wes. He would make a couple birdies and then make a couple bogeys and ended up with just kind of a, a medium finish there for Joaquin Neiman. He was so hot at the start of the year. We'll see if he can regain that form here this week in Minnesota. He does have a, a history of good finishes here on this particular golf course. And then Matthew Wolf, who, boy, I had at a huge price last year. I, gosh, I, I want to say it was 135-1 to 1 mm-hmm. in that final pairing. Dueled with, with Bryson, yes. Yeah, and, and down the stretch there with Deshaun. Unfortunately, I did not come out a winner on that one, but uh, I can understand going back to the well with Matthew Wolf. We haven't seen this guy in great form for what seems uh, over two months, but then all of a sudden he showed up real nicely at the U.S. Open. Yeah, and uh, and didn't follow up last week, but certainly was very good here last year, as you mentioned. Uh, Webb Simpson, I, I I really battled with having him on the card, and I ended up not having him on because. He has had he did I think withdraw from Quail Hollow with an injury a few weeks ago and then at the US Open he was not good. Now this is a place where he could certainly rebound. Nobody is better on Donald Ross courses. I mean nobody long term. I think over the last twenty four rounds Jason Day might have edged him out, but Webb Simpson, I mean, he at the Wyndham, like Johnny D mentioned in our member guest segment, named his kid Wyndham. He loves that place, Sedgefield, down in Greensboro, North Carolina. So that's another Donald Ross design and plays always well on these courses and has certainly played well here. I believe it was a couple years ago, or actually it was last year when he was eighth. But 
Webb, I could certainly understand the logic, but I took a pass on him this week. I do have one of Matt Eubens' plays. So. All right, well, let's get to those. Who are you on this week? Well, that first play I have is Joaquin Neiman, and I think uh, that's gonna that looks like a pretty popular play, at least across kind of golf betting Twitter this week. I have him 27-1. to He was fifth on debut here two seasons ago, ninth in driving distance on the tour, also 16th in birdie average. Did not go great last week at the Travelers, but... But this course, not only the Donald Ross designs, but I've seen a little bit of parallels to like Greenbrier mm-hmm. where in West Virginia, where that's Neiman's lone win is at Greenbrier and a tree line course where it's a birdie fest type of thing. Joaquin Neiman trends tends to uh, thrive on those, at least uh, short term sample size in his short PGA Tour career. So Neiman 27 to one Jason Kokrat 30 to one kind of stood out in terms of stats to me. Harris English joined. He can't lay DeChambeau and Stuart Sink as two-time winners this season on the PGA Tour. So Kokrak maybe can be the first guy to break out of that pack and be a three-time winner. Missed the cut at the U.S. Open two weeks ago, but I think Detroit Golf Club really suited for his game. Six off the tee in this field over the last 24 rounds. Also leads the field in a stat I looked at called birdie or better Mm -hmm. over the last 24 rounds. Somebody that gets opportunities, uh, opportunities gained is another one I looked at. Guys that gain birdie opportunities and then convert them and Jason Gokrek certainly has done that, as has Emiliano Grillo, 50-1. to one. Boy, that's a low number to take on a guy that just never <laughs> seems to make a putt. He tried to rally last week at a very good Friday round, but missed the cup by one at the Travelers. Once again, I'm going to rely on the numbers. Look, when I do my card, sometimes I got guys that just I rely on on the numbers. Some guys I'm looking at the market. Some guys it's just on intuition. And it's kind of a numbers thing for Manny Grillo this week out of Argentina. Leads the field over the last 24 rounds for birdie opportunities gained and greens and regulation gains. So Emiliano Grillo, 50 to one. Another guy that's played very well here, Doc Redmond, 55 to one. Two top tens, by the way, over his last five starts. Kind of showed a little something at the Palmetto a couple weeks ago. He's got four finishes, a third or better overall in his short PGA Tour career. Two of them, by the way, on Donald Ross designs. Wasn't he second here to to Lashley? In, yes, in he the was. Inaugural event. Yes, he was in 2019. He also was uh, was tied for third, I believe, at Sedgefield a couple years yeah. ago. Doc Redman. I, I think it might have been actually last fall. So Redman really does like the Ross. That was kind of my angle on him as Donald Ross, not necessarily recent form. Maverick McNeely, 85 to one. His dad, Scott McNeely, who runs Sun Microsystems or did for many years, actually grew up right here in Detroit. So. Maverick McNeely has a little bit of a local angle here. At, at, and a at, great putter. Yeah, absolutely. He was actually first last week in strokes he gained off the tee. He only finished tee for th- 30th. But if he can putt like he usually does and still continue that prowess off the tee, Matt McNeely is a guy that I think can can go very well here. He's very comfortable on this Poa bent mix because mm-hmm. he, of course, grew up on the West Coast, so he's comfortable putting on this. Was T8 last year on debut. Then a couple hundred to one guys. Sepp Straka, 100 to one. It's almost absurd when you've only had two events here at the Rocket Mortgage Classic to call a guy a horse for course. But <laughs> Sepp Straka maybe kind of qualifies for that. He's played this event both times, was eighth, and was also 11th. So he has the best aggregate finish of any player in this field that's played this event twice and I think there may be like 
you know, 25 to 30 players that have done that. And Sepp Straka had the best combined finish of all of them. Also, second top 10 of 2021 with the T10 last week at the Travelers. So off one of your better finishes of the year and then come into a place where you played well before, I thought 100 to 1 was fair. And then Troy Merritt, 100 to 1, also was eighth here last year. Made six of his last seven cuts, including three top 10s. A lot of them, I think it was at the Valspar and then both the events in Texas, he was in the top 10. A guy that makes a ton of birdies which you need to do here to obviously win. And he's done so of late because when you look at birdie or better and opportunities gain, Troy Merritt, top 10 in both of those uh, categories. So I think he's a guy that could go well. I really had to narrow down here because there were a couple other guys I liked this week, but maybe I'll save him for an in-play. Yeah, your your card looks similar to mine where I went up to the top of the board in that 25 to 30 range. You got a really nice number on Jason Kokrak. I am on Jason Kokrak as well. Uh, the best I could get was 25, and I think I saw 30 for a moment, and it flashed before I could get to it. So I am on Kokrak for all of the same reasons you are. We know how good he is off the tee. What some people might not realize is the guy is second on tour this year in strokes gained putting, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of with Johnny D. Simone. And I did this last week at the Travelers. I expected it to be more of a birdie fest than it ended up being. I think this week it's absolutely a birdie fest. And and we need to look at guys that are expected to hold a lot of putts. And Johnny spelled this out very well. You're not going to have trouble hitting fairways. You're not going to have a lot of trouble hitting greens. It's going to come around the greens, the scrambling and the putting that probably wins this event. And and as long as a hitter as Bryson DeChambeau is, he gained like four, four or five, six strokes on the field in mm. putting last year when he won this thing. So I do believe it is going to be a good putter that will win this week. Jason Kokrak really has a total game as far as off the tee and around the greens. So I went with him at 25. I'm also on Troy Merritt. I was able to find him at 150 to one and not only his past performance at this golf course, but I looked at what he's done lately. He had a nice event at the travelers mm-hmm. and, he, and he's been playing really well as of late. So Troy Merritt, a long bomb that I went with here. And uh, I do match up with a, another long bomb with Johnny D Simone went with Mark Hubbard, another great putter, good ball striker that just seems to show up in this kind of event, a weaker field event. Mark Hubbard, certainly one of the best short games. And in- this is a big event to and Johnny D. Simone mentioned about yeah. these FedEx Cup points. Right. You don't have a lot of events left for these guys because when you look you have the John Deere next week, but it's a lot of guys are probably going to go over for the Scottish or to prepare for the Open. And then you get to that event in Memphis. Uh, I think you have one event That's before that. That's a WGC, that. right? Yes, yeah. where not everybody's going to be in it. Right. You have the 3M, and then you have the Wyndham. You don't have a lot of opportunities because there is going to be an off week on the PGA Tour the first weekend of August because of the Olympic Games. Mm-hmm. The PGA Tour did not schedule an event. So you don't have a ton of opportunities. for So for guys like a Mark, Hubbard, as you meant, for the FedEx Cup points. and uh, Troy Merritt. Yeah, another guy that I'm monitoring, Bo Van Pelt, who's back from injury, who's like 150th right now. I didn't play him last week, but this is a big opportunity for these guys. Mark Hubbard, 151st in FedEx Cup points. Needs a good finish very soon and no time like the present. 53rd on tour in strokes gained putting. Uh, Cameron Tringali, I tried him last week at the Travelers. I'm going to try him again here at 42-1. to 1. Uh, Really a tremendous 
tremendous short game, 13th in scrambling and 25th on tour in strokes gain putting. And another guy that can really roll the ball uh, with the flat stick is Alex Norin. Norin at 39th in strokes gain putting. He's another guy, West that just seems like these are the type of events where he does well, hits it pretty straight, you know, finds greens and, and able to hold some putts. We'll see if Norin can emerge. Chris Kirk, uh, really good across the board as far as strokes gained approach, scrambling and strokes gained putting. Got a real nice number on him at 125 to 1. You talked about the putting surface, a combination of Poa and Bent. Well, who does really well on that as evidenced by his finishes in the Genesis and his history at Pebble Beach? Matt Jones, mm-hmm. one of my favorite putters on tour out of Australia. Matt Jones, uh, I was able to get him at 125 to 1. And uh, those were all the outrights for me. I'm going to try and see if I can find some head-to-head matchups. Uh, at the time of doing this show, I wasn't able to really take a deep dive into and look into the yeah, head-to-head Yeah, you can matchups. check out Point Spread Weekly, which will be released tomorrow, Wednesday morning, and we'll have some matchups in there. Just got caught in the time crunch this afternoon. So we'll see if we can find some head-to-heads and maybe some top 10s and some top 20s, but uh, that is going to do it for my outrights. We'll see if we can get back on track here and hit another one, or maybe a European tour event. Let's maybe start a new streak, the, right? A new streak, indeed. That is going to do it for us. Another edition of Long Shots. Next week, we are going to stay in the Midwest for the John Deere Classic. And joining us will be our friend Lou Ford to help us break it down. Thank you for tuning in to Long Shots. Enjoy the Rocket Mortgage Classic, everybody. And have a great week here with VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.